and welcome to Your Journey to Self podcast. This show is all about bringing people together to share their inspirational stories and to provide you with tools that you can adapt to help you on your journey to self. Today, um, and every time we're on the show, most of the time we will be joined together with my friend Albert, who is kind of a spiritual guide for me and we work together a lot. So we've been talking about this project for quite some time now, and now it's finally time to record our first episode and share with you um, our stories. I think in today's episode, we want to just introduce ourselves, talk a little bit about how we met and about the journeys that we went through and the tools that we've discovered for us that helped us on our path. So um, Albert and I met actually on Instagram, right? <laughs> I don't even know how you found me. <laughs> I just remember when I um, at some point uh, of my journey, I started working as a life coach. I'm an intuitive life, co life coach and energy healer. And I started offering free discovery sessions that was in the very beginning of my journey. And Albert was really awesome and picked up on that offer and cont contacted me and we set up an appointment. And the rest was history. We became like the best friends after that. And we just clicked instantly. Um, I don't know, Albert, do you want to talk a little bit about how we met and maybe start talking about your journey and I'll join you later with that? Well, uh, I, I don't have nothing much to add about how we met. I just remember how impressed I was by your energy, by how accurate your intuition was and how easy it was for me to open up to you because when I met when we met I had this problem like uh, it wasn't easy for me to open up to people but with you it was like instant click as you said and from there I I guess we here we are no <laughs> <laughs> yes that's true. And you know, um, before we go into our journeys and stuff, I want to say to all our listeners, because there is a lot of opinions about social media and usage of social media. And there's a lot of people that build re um, real businesses with that and everything. And But there's also a lot of um, this idea that everything is kind of fake and no one cares about each other. It's all about the likes, all about the followers and numbers and these and that. There's a lot of opinions about that. And what I've discovered for myself is that you get what you put in. And I came in to uh, Instagram was my first platform. So I guess I'll start a little bit into the journey. It was my first platform where I decided to come on and be really who I am, where I decided to sort of come out and say, I am spiritual, I am a medium, I feel energy around me, I read cards, I do, you know, like I believe in all of that esoteric stuff, I guess. And um, I didn't want to hide anymore. So 
my page, Mila's Journey to Self on Instagram was the first step for me to really say, I want to be who I am and I don't want to hide. I was still hiding because I was only talking about that on that page. I was only opening up to followers on that page and nowhere else. But it was the first step of my development towards becoming and embracing who I am. And this is what the show is about, you know, to share the stories, how we get there and hopefully inspire everyone who listens to embrace who they are. At school, I was popular, but I was always one of those kids that never felt like part of the crew. I was popular. I was always on stage. I was doing all these crazy things, you know, but I never felt like part of the clique. Like everybody kind of liked me, but I was not like really in, you know? So um, when, when I went on that Instagram and created that account, my goal was to create a space where everyone is included. And I thought there's so many kids out there that feel this just not fitting in. Like, why am I so weird? Why do I hear voices? Why do I, why, you know, like there's so, why does, why does energy interest me so much? Why does astrology interest me or whatever it is? Or why do I hear or see things around me that other people don't see, you know? And then you feel weird and you feel like you don't belong and you feel like something's wrong with you, you're sick or something. I wanted to create a space and inspire people and tell them that it's okay to be different. It's more than okay. It's great to be different. That's your unique gift that you bring to this world. You know, some of us are great cooks and that's a beautiful, unique gift that they bring. But some of us do read energy. Some of us talk to people that passed away, whatever, you know, there's so many and each of us is just like a snowflake out there, unique and perfect in their own way. And that was, that was the whole point of me creating that page back then. And as we talked with you yesterday, this is the next sta stage of the journey is because we're, we're I still love my page and I share um, all the inspiring things on there all the time. And um, but this is the next stage because along our journeys, we meet so many incredible people that have so many incredible stories to share. And I just want to bring them here and share with you all the tools that you and that I picked up from them. You know, you're one of those people that I met on this journey. If I never created this account, I would have never built that relationship. And what I wanted to say with social media and stuff, you put you you get out what you put in. And if you genuinely are out there to share from the heart and help people heal, help inspire people, you will attract genuine people towards you. I've built many connections, you know, uh, over social media and over all the uh, classes and stuff that I've taken in that direction with people that are really good friends now. And I never thought that would be possible to build online, but our world has become so small because we're all connected. And like I said, you get out what you put in. If you're genuinely out there to inspire, then that's what you're going to attract and that's what you're going to create. Yeah. 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 So, and um, 
this this is a very good opportunity for us to use it as a tool and to connect with more people not only for what we had lived until now but even for what is to come because 2023 is gonna be like <laughs> crazy this is so great everyone everyone who i talk to says 2023 is gonna be epic it's gonna be great <laughs> you know even more excited i am that we are starting this podcast and my goal would just start the first episode before this year ends before 2022 ends the first episode had to be out because i believe that 2023 will have a lot to share and we're creating that platform now stepping into this new year and you know we'll be sharing a lot <laughs> a lot with you <laughs> Yes. So um, why don't you tell us a little bit about like the pivotal moments of your journey, the ups and downs and your lessons that you're taking from it? Yes, gladly. I think my aware journey started in 2011 when i had my divorce and i went through a depression depression like mm -hmm. for one year after that year i slowly started to come out of my shell and I was starting to have all these esoteric ideas and I didn't follow too much everything because I felt like you were describing those people who are feeling like excluded mm -hmm. because there was no one else like me. I didn't knew anyone with such things even to think about to talk oh my god that was like i i for the first time i thought that if i'm going to start talking about it they're gonna lock me in a madhouse you know <laughs> i remember that feeling yes <laughs> so after that depression I've started activating as a volunteer in an association which was protecting the stray animals. Mm -hmm. And from there, at some point, I had 49 dogs in my family's house. And after that, I've started embracing my sexuality. This was another big moment and another big change in my life, you know, because I was keeping it like a very deep, dark secret. I was raised up in a village and over there, everybody knows everybody and you can't come up to people and, hey, I'm gay, because they weren't ready 
yeah. for that, I guess. And after that, with the dogs and with coming out of the closet as a gay person, I, around 2014, 2015, I was start. I started to be interested in meditation. Mm. I always knew, like my heart always knew that something about meditation will change my life. And I started doing it and I was in a gay, toxic relationship by the time I, I started meditating. And my partner was putting so much shame on me. And this about leads me the esoteric part or about what yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. you're going nuts i i don't want to be with you if you continue this i don't want to be with you anymore and i stopped it for a while and i kept it as a secret and i meditated on and off mm -hmm. for a few years until one day i've decided you know what? I'm gonna go fully. I don't care about what people will think about. I don't care about their their opinions. It's my life. It's my mind. It's my body. I can do whatever I want with it. <laughs> so I went fully in in meditation as a practice, as a daily practice in my life. And very soon after I committed. A friend called me and she said, you know, I have a free ticket for this course from Deepak Chopra. It was like Chopra <laughs> Center, you know. And after that 21 days with Chopra Center, another present came to me and that was awareness with Carlos Galindo, if he's gonna see this, <laughs> I am deeply grateful for those six weeks together. It's like I, I got from the Chopra Center and this guy, all the tools that I needed in order to build up a strong and healthy foundation or what was to come in my life. Yeah. It was, and you know this, it wasn't all the time pink unicorns and rainbows because we yeah. go through so much purging and so much stuff that we think that we are not going to, to be able to go through that. Yeah, and that's exactly it, right? Because it's up and out. <laughs> always, always, always something happened that gave that gave me a little push forward. Yes. And that started building up in my mind, in my heart, the idea that I'm never alone. Yeah. In the most down moment it was always something or someone there with a message 
you know yeah and that message somehow was related to what was i experiencing and i took it as a clue and it it, it kept me moving until i don't know i started when i came back in romania from spain after the pandemic and so on i've started guiding meditations mm -hmm. i i was so into it and i loved it so much that unconsciously i i even didn't know what channeling is yeah back then you know yeah. But somehow I started to channel messages for people that I was working with. Mm -hmm. And I will be having all these full moon rituals which were coming to me. It was like something that I never experienced. <laughs> Isn't that before. incredible? Like me, guiding, me guiding a group meditation wasn't a lot of people you know because not everyone is so open and willing to change and so on but the most i think i had 10 people in a group meditation and when i wanted to do an online one with more people i think it was just me and you <laughs> <laughs> yeah i did i did do that with you once remember um, and uh, this, how you were talking about your story and the steps that you go through, I completely recognize myself in it too. And these steps from feeling like you're going crazy, you know, going through something traumatic, I think is not the first step on the journey. This is when you become aware, you become aware so the journey starts before this is when you finally like become conscious about this journey you start to look at it you know like we talked about yesterday when you're not present in your life you're not present in your body in yourself in this present moment life will make you present and these pivotal hard moments in our life i think are meant to shake us and wake us up and uh, and and make us become aware and then going from that to feeling crazy feeling like you're losing your mind but feeling like this is my lifeline i need to hold on to that like there's something in it that gives me strength so you start to realize that and you start grabbing onto that and everybody around you is not your tribe that understands what you're going through yet like you're still, you're changing, but around you are still all those old people that are not on that path yet. There is no right or wrong. I'm not judging anyone. Everyone is at their own pace. But when you start going through that pivotal change, you, the first thing is you feel crazy and you feel alone because there's no one around you, around you who you can talk to about it, who really understands you. So then you move to the next 
the stage where you start fighting and you're like, no, I can't. I, I had this, this is it. I have to hold on to this because this gives me strength and this is how I can move on. You've seen it. You can't unsee it. You felt it. You can't unfeel it. So you feel that strength within. You start feeling like you're connected. You're not no longer alone. Even so in the physical world, you feel alone, but you're not alone. Then you start coming out of the closet and for you it was literal <laughs> i mean you know what a crazy change for for you to to really step into that you know that's a journey to self like you said okay this is who i am in my sexuality and i'm gonna embrace that so you step through that you know and then everything else is kind of playing into that and that was just part of of the of life that you needed to step into and then you're moving into what you put out, you get back, you become more genuine with who you are. So you start attracting people towards yourself that can relate to who you really are. And this is, this is why this journey to self is so important. And that's why I want to encourage and inspire everyone to embrace it. Because living in pretense mode all the time only attracts pretend people. They like you not for who you are. They like you for something that you pretend to be. So here you're finally becoming who you are. You're embracing. And this journey to self is not about the destination. We will always continue to grow and discover and change and evolve and become more and more and more of who we are. And the point is not to get to some destination. The point is to understand your journey and to really learn to embrace it and enjoy it. As much as you can, because as much as you can, yes. <laughs> sometimes it's impossible to to feel joyful, you know, until a certain point where we have the necessary amount of awareness and so on. Yeah. But look at where you are today. We're sitting here recording this episode, talking about these crazy important experiences in our life. And you're sharing this with the world. Literally, yeah. we're going to put it out there and everyone is going to see it and we're not holding back anymore. And a lot of people nowadays are waking up to who they are and sharing their stories. And I love that. I want to embrace that and I want to be a part of that. And I think we have messages to share and that's what we are here to do. Yes. My journey was similar to yours, similar in some aspects. I went through so in 2015 i was a mother of two young kids i was working full-time my husband was working full-time and i went through a crazy uh breakdown now there was an one night when everything just went blank and i stood on all fours in my bathroom and i couldn't move I was green in my face and I thought I was dying. <laughs> I couldn't move. I was like paralyzed. My husband took me to the hospital that night. Guess what? Nothing was wrong with me physically. Nothing was wrong with me. The doctors then, since they didn't find anything, said it's a burnout, it's a panic attack, hyperventilation and things like that. 
um, but my heart wouldn't stop racing. So I was put on very, very strong medication. And for the next like four weeks or so, I was just sleeping for four weeks. I was just sleeping high on medication. I didn't know what was going on with my kids. Th thankfully for my family, we moved to Germany in 2010 from the United States and everything happens for a reason. And that was incredible for me to be in that state and have my family around me because I don't know what I would have done. My mom is an angel and she was always there taking care of everything. And I didn't, I didn't know what was going on, but now I know I didn't have to worry because she was there. Um, the craziest thing that happened, most people that I know that go through a burnout or, uh, or um, panic attacks, depression, so it was depression, burnout, panic attacks, all together. Most people don't go back to work after six weeks. I went back to work full time after six weeks. <laughs> and I just went full in and kept working. And we ended up a few months after that um, signing a, a loan for our house in which we now live. <laughs> so it was all happening while I was still on medication. And I was pulled down by, you know, whatever you want to call it, God, universe, you know, I was made, I was, the universe was trying to make me become aware of where I am, of my thoughts, of, of the process that I have, of my life in general. And I still wasn't, I was heavily medicated, I was just functioning on autopilot i had my goals in mind and i just followed through we were looking for a house for two years so no matter how i felt sick or not we bought that house you know? <laughs> so because that was the plan and for about a year i was on medication and i will remember another pivotal point on my journey when i was sitting at the playground it was a beautiful day blue skies sunny the kids are playing, my sister and my mom are sitting next to me, her kids are playing, my sister kids, and I'm sitting there looking at everything, thinking to myself, this feels like a movie that I'm watching on the screen and not participating emotionally at all. And this is really how I lived for a year. While I was on medication, I was just, I was just existing. I went to work, I came home, I made food for the kids, I went to bed, and there was no joy, there was no, I didn't live, I just survived from day to day, but I didn't even realize it until that day at the playground. And that was the day when I decided that this isn't going to be my life, I owed to my kids, I owed to myself to find another way. And that was when I remembered where I'm coming from. I came from a little village in Kazakhstan where I grew up in Soviet times, communism and everything. There was no church, no God, no nothing. But in our village, we had women that healed you when you had a toothache. We had women that called the rain through a ritual. We had women that read cards if you had a question. But I kind of pushed away and forgot all of that. and. Um, when that happened uh, and I decided that I need to find another way, I thought I need to find an alternative way. I was going to therapy. I started exercising. I was not a sports person ever. 
I do have to say that going through all of that, the panic attacks and stuff, did make me more, um, opened me up more to physical fitness. Yeah, I became more interested. I started to notice, to notice how it affected me positively. It, it, it gave me a chance to deal with my panic attacks. I sometimes would be on the treadmill in the, in the gym and have a panic attack in the middle of it. But I learned how to breathe through it and nobody would even notice that I was having a panic attack on a treadmill. <laughs> So that was my way of um, getting, but I still felt all the time, like I have no control of my life. I have no control of what's happening to my body. I would sit there and out of the blue, I would start feeling a panic attack while my customer is sitting across from me at work. And I would have to get up and excuse myself, go in the back and shake like this, you know, and guide myself through it so that I can stop. And that's basically, that was my life. So I was being made aware that I'm not in control of my body or of my thoughts. And I think most or a lot of people live that way. They don't realize the thoughts that are going through their minds. They're not intentional about how they go through their day. And what happens is when you're not intentional about the thoughts, we're not aware of what's happening up there. You know, the thoughts are just racing. They will create all kinds of physical responses from your body. So I was being made aware. And then by coincidence, which I don't believe in, there are no coincidences in, in life, right? By coincidence, I, I met a woman who started an alter alternative way of um, therapy. It was very nah on Scientology. <laughs> she was not part of that um, mentality, but the way she guided me through the emotions and feelings was very nah, uh, close to that, um, to those ideas. And I worked with her for about a year. After a second session with her, she told me, if you don't stop taking the medications, I'm sorry, I can't help you because that clouds your mind and you need to go where you feel most vulnerable. So I don't suggest it to anyone. Please talk to your physicians if you do intend to stop taking your medication. I didn't. I just stopped and she guided me through it. But I had a good guide and that's why it worked for me. So please um, be aware of that and talk to your doctors before you do anything. I'm just sharing how I did it. Maybe it wasn't the smartest thing. It was a lot of risk, but I did it. And she guided me through. And the first sessions, I cried uncontrollably for hours and hours and hours. And then eventually we worked through some of the major things and slowly came out and I was and people after about a year or maybe like eight months into it people at work started to come up to me and say i don't know what you're doing but you're you're like so happy and so positive and you're you're like a changed person like everyone felt this energy about me that changed i finally was awake i was enjoying life and it wasn't about anything big it was just waking up every morning and feeling the sun feeling the warmth on the sun on your skin and becoming aware of it becoming aware of it and enjoying it and being grateful for it and 
that I, I started to slowly heal who I am and, and recognize who I am. The next things that came up were like books that would fall into my lap. Like I think the first book I read was Wishes Fulfilled by Dr. Wayne Dyer. That, that is like my, almost like my Bible that I go to anytime I don't feel good. You know, he has such an immense, um, he, he just opened me up to ideas that I was not open at all. The idea of forgiveness and how it affects our life, especially like how forgiving somebody has nothing to do with them. It has something to do with you and how you feel inside, you know, with healing your pain, not like holding on to the grudge only hurts you and that doesn't hurt them and things like that, that I've ideas that I've just never heard before. They were all new to me. Then through his book, I came to a book uh, by Anita, Mar Anita Marjani, Dying to Be Me. It was about the near-death experiences that, or after death, I, death I don't know. Experiences. Yeah. Experience that she had. And you know what was interesting about that? That book fell into my lap and I read it and I was absolutely amazed by it. From that point on, I viewed death as something completely different than what I was taught in my little village in Kazakhstan. Back then, death was horrible. You were ripped out of life. You know, it was never. And here I, I saw a different story and I instantly resonated with the story that she was talking about returning to love, being born from love, that unconditional love, that healing energy you know, that we are born from. That was the first time. And the, after I read that book, what happened next was that my dad's dad passed away. A few months later, his son passed away. A few months later, his son-in-law passed away. And then a little bit later, my grandma. So it was like one death after another in our family and when I look back at it, that book prepared me for all of that. Prepared me for all of that to be able to not only deal with it myself in a different way than I probably would have if I didn't read that and resonate to that story, but also to support my loved ones in a different way. Not pull them into this energy of loss and despair and negative like i can't do anything you know but just supporting them from my own energy from within of saying yes and the physical of course i'm gonna miss all these people but i know they're always around me i know that um the returning to love and we're always connected like a different understanding that helped me support also my family through these hard times. And um, that was also the time when I remembered myself being three years old and seeing people around me when I was falling asleep and being very afraid of it because I didn't understand what was going on. And I realized that I've always been a medium that could connect to passed away people. And when I realized that at that point, I didn't have any fear. And I know one of my uncles that passed away was around me for quite some time. And I did have conversations with him and I helped him um, 
guided him you know to to move on and <laughs> i remember telling the story to one of my husband's friends and i said someday i will talk about it to everyone and not be afraid for them to think i'm crazy and he said to me are you sure you want to do that <laughs> so that day is today that day is today definitely <laughs> So, but by embracing who I was in that moment as a medium and stuff, I lost a lot of fear, you know, like the fear that was cramping me, that it, it was not only fear of not understanding why are, who is this around me or why is this around me, but also being afraid of being judged and being put out or uh, even feeling like you're losing your mind. All of that went away. I started to embrace all of my gifts, all of my crazy and unique experiences that I was having on that journey. And then just like with you, the next step was I started to feel alone. Nobody could understand me. I couldn't talk to anyone about this. And I was like, this isn't right. I was not ready to come out and start talking to everyone around me, all my friends, because I didn't know where they were on that level and stuff. And so the next thing was that I met a coach online. I don't know, through another coincidence online. And uh, I had an Instagram account just for my family where I shared like pictures and stuff. And he somehow came across me and we connected. And um, after talking with him for one session, I decided to create Mila's Journey to Self, my page on Instagram, and to share my experience with others. And that was a very first small, small step for me. And then more and more, I started to come out of in embracing who I am. And now, you know, we talked about this yesterday, all this journey leading up to this year. And this year was a pivotal, year for me uh, as I worked for almost 10 years for a company that I finally left beginning of this year. I had a major surgery beginning of this year. After that, I found a new job, which by the way, in my interview, I told the lady that I'm spiritual and I believe in things because I promised myself that whoever will hire me or whoever I come across next as friends or whatever connections I build, they need to know who I am and they need to accept me for who I am. Or it's not worth having that relationship. You know, um, if you don't believe in certain things, I can be okay with that. As long as you're accepting of me, I will be accepting of you. I think everyone is on their own path and it's completely okay to say that I work better with logic. As a, as a coach, I've learned that because we'll have clients that are very open to spirituality and esoteric things, and we'll have clients that are not that open to spirituality. So then we have to bring in the logical side. But the beautiful thing, there's always a logical side to all of it. We can put that all into logic. And now this podcast is our next big step you know, branching out from this small page that, that we have created, the small platforms and combine it into one and sharing our experiences with 
with the world as and with one another as we continue to grow from each other you know and all the tools that we've picked up along the way i think um even if we just reach a few people and help them on their journey help them feel that their weirdness is their gift to this world and help <laughs> them embrace it then we've really succeeded you know that's all i really want from this it's amazing to observe their transformation, isn't it? Yes. And I, I did notice working with clients always gives me energy back. You know, like when I was still working and then have sessions after work, like full time working and then working with clients after work, sometimes you're so tired and you're like, oh, but I need to bring my game. I didn't even need to pretend. As soon as I was in that coaching session, it picked up and the feedback that we receive from the people, you know, and I'm not talking about them telling me, oh, you are a great coach. I'm talking about when you start a session and you see a person real low or real concerned or real upset. And then by the end of the session, you feel their energy changed and you feel that energy obviously so you're you're ignited from within yourself and i know like you you did um kundalini guidance which i i think on a, one of our episodes i want to go more in, in detail in that and and different spiritual guidance. you've guided me on a few occasions and i'm i'm really grateful for that too and it was always an amazing experience yeah same here <laughs> or, <laughs> All the times I reach out to you with something that I couldn't manage on my own. Every time it was like, yes, that was it. <laughs> yeah. And just like you, I did discover that I do. I think we all channel information. We're just unaware of it. It's not something for the few of us. It's just we all. And the more we open up to it, the more it becomes um evident when you channel i began to recognize when i channel to when i just speak and it happens to me all the time in the coaching sessions because the client will come with an idea where in my logical mind i'm like but there will be a message that comes through that you're just like wow what just happened you know and it's a channeled message and sometimes if i didn't record the session i wouldn't even know what i said um but that's that's our job really is our job is just to be that open um channel you know to to bring that in i'm so sorry my dog is in another room and apparently somebody's at the door so he's going bananas <laughs> like in real life you know but yeah um from your journey that you have gone through up until this moment what would you say is the best or the highest takeaway or the best tool that you would want to share with our listeners? The best, um, you know, something that was for you that you go back to all the time or, or that maybe helped you in the beginning of your journey or whatever it is. Um, like what would be the one thing that you would give someone today? What was the best? Awareness 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 because it 
awareness comes with a package that is so big and you <laughs> keep on wrapping on wrapping and it's never ending you know yeah. we need awareness to take us back in the present moment we need awareness in order to be able to connect to the observer from within we need awareness to to scan other people's energy we need awareness for everything absolutely absolutely and um it is like an onion you just keep peeling it and keep peeling it and like you know yeah. and becoming more aware and that comes with its package definitely because the more aware you become the more you see of things that maybe you didn't want to see before but the more you open up to that you let go of that pain you let go of that heaviness and you open yourself up you become more free you literally feel physically lighter and um this year you know was how how it's been for me so after after i left my old job and i went through the surgery i also started a new job which i lost the end of this year due to economy and um i also had a little bit of um skin cancer issues at the end of the year and um a lot of people that <laughs> that know me from uh, you know from work and my my acquaintance and and stuff that don't know me as deeply as you do or you know some of my other friends uh, my new friends <laughs> my new tribe um, they would come to me and kind of put my put their hand on me and be like are you okay I hope things pick up soon and I'm like. Are you kidding me? This is the best year ever. I feel so grateful because through all of that, I'm still standing and I'm still happy. And the end of the year without having a job, you know, like a nine to five that we think we, we definitely need, that's the only way. So I'm still kind of breaking through these boxes that we were put in, you know, it's it's a big journey and a big step for me, but um, being free, being here for my kids, being here for my family and just enjoying the holidays and not having to worry about any of it. That is the best gift. This is the best end of the year for me because I don't have to go to work. I don't have to worry about how I'm going to, am I going to be here for the holidays for my kids or not? I'm here fully present and being present sometimes can be scary but when you learn to trust and throughout my journey I have built up that inner trust that everything always has a reason why it happens and when 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 my boss had to let me go she was so upset my new boss you know she was so upset she said i would love to keep you we love you here you know she was even crying she's like just the economy is so bad and i was the last one to join the team she could not hold me there and i was trying you know to calm her down because i said don't don't feel so bad because that only means that something amazing is coming my way and you know life is short and the world is small and who knows 
maybe a few years later we will work together again or you know i met incredible people and i'm so grateful for that in my journey so i don't you know like it's hard to explain to some people why i feel so happy and so grateful despite this year from me from 2015 before my breakdown i probably would have crushed on the floor in the biggest depression of my life but instead i'm like happy i'm out there dancing my zumba classes away in my yoga classes <laughs> doing all this stuff that i really enjoy and that's really my goal for my journey is to every day focus on the best that i can do from that day the best that i can take from that day and give to that day you know the best that i can give that day and it's it's just so incredible the strengths that we get when we open up and allow ourselves to become who we are and to not hide behind some doors not adhere to some boxes that we were put in when we finally start stepping out and and saying this is who i am deal with it you know <laughs> you don't like it turn around there's other people with you. you know we have to we have to because if we don't eventually life will catch up with us you yeah. know i want to be happy and i want to you know, the biggest motivation for me are my kids. I want to show them it's okay to be different. It's okay to embrace your gifts and it's okay to be happy. And it's okay to not fit in into the societal norm. So I'm probably one of those moms that that's a little out there in her, in the way she raises her kids. But I noticed that my kids are becoming more open. You know, my kids are very open about their sexuality, for example. Um, they have a group of friends. Um, they don't adhere to this standard girl and a boy have to be in love and that's it they're more open but i think that's the generation in general their generation is a little bit different they're much more open and they're saying i love a person it doesn't have to be a man it doesn't have to be a woman i just love the soul that i meet the energy that i meet and i can i, I can totally relate to that you know i think it's it's about the attraction of a soul and this this idea of always having it has to be a man and a woman and that's the only right way and things like that that was putting us in the box and taking us out or away from maybe that person that you're meant to be with that that is meant to be here for for this lifetime or for this lesson in a lifetime or whatever and my kids are very open about this. We talk about this all the time with my daughter. And I said, I do not care who you bring home as long as you are happy, you know? And if it's about the job, I always make sure it's not about just making money. Find what you really love doing and the money will come. If you do what you love doing, it will come automatically. You just have to be smart about it. You have to be savvy. You do have to take some action. You have to learn you know, about the business stuff. And there's things that they do have to learn. But I'm I'm not one of those parents that says, you have to become a doctor, you have to become a lawyer, or you have to, you know, or this, you know, or you have to, you know, fit into this box. And I really 
my kids really motivate me to be more open and and to to continue this 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 what we're doing is the 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 helping others wake up and heal heal the old paradigm the old um programming that they're stuck in you know help them heal and return to who they are is really in the background it's all for our kids for our future generations because we want to do now for them for the future so that they can also live a life that's more free that they can be more aware now at 15 at 11 you know about things that i've discovered only when i was 40. you know <laughs> i want them to discover that a bit earlier and of course i allow them to have their own journeys and their own experiences and stuff but just being there and being open and talking about things um i think like just gives them that opportunity to experience it in a different way we have to pass on just one thing okay so mine was awareness which one is yours i'm so curious mm. about it oh you can you can of course talk about anything else that comes to mind yeah awareness is definitely um a big one it's for me it was like awareness and becoming the observer the like i've learned to observe myself in my life it's like a bird's eye view i look at myself and think why did you react that way and and when someone triggers me i learned not to give them the blame but to say wow this is really awesome this person triggers exactly that so this is where exactly where i need to look at you know and this change in perspective helped me to really like accept accept everyone in in where they are um just whoever triggers you whoever pushes you whoever even does something that creates maybe that emotional pain to look at it from the perspective what do I learn from this? Where am I supposed to grow from this? This is like the best question I can ask myself in any situation that comes my way. When I was told that I have to have that surgery and that things were just growing not where they're supposed to and stuff like that, I was like, I could have freaked out, you know, but instead I was like, okay, you know, where's this coming from? What is this teaching me? How do I need to approach it to grow? And, and this, this, this constant being open to growing from your experience and looking at the lessons that you learn, it's the, this perspective change, being the observer of yourself, I think is my best tool right now in my life that I'm using. You know, if we talk about like awareness and perspective and mindsets and things like that, of course there's specific tools like the books that we pick up along the ways, like the ones that I mentioned were very big for me back then. Right now I'm in a new one. It's uh, Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. I think I said his name right. Um, and it's about creating a beautiful morning routine, you know, to be even more intentional with your day. 
and I absolutely love it. I actually wanted to talk about it in my next live on, on Instagram because it's, um, I've been doing it for 14 days now. He wrote a book, The Miracle Morning. It's, it's an amazing book. I already listened through all of it. And he has an app that you can use to um, help yourself to create that um, those steps, to follow those steps, to create that morning routine. Definitely check it out if you guys are interested in something like that. I am not a morning person. I am someone who loves to sleep in and loves the snooze button and hates to wake up early. <laughs> but um, now after doing it for only 14 days, what I've discovered is that when I do wake up late, for some reason, like last night, my daughter woke me up and I didn't sleep almost all night. And today I woke up later than I was planning. So I'm still struggling with, with always waking up at the same time, but I'm doing my routine. Um, what I feel is that I just robbed myself of two hours of being super productive and gifting myself that time when everybody's still asleep and nobody needs me and it's just my time for me it's like my gift to me so i'm there's definitely a shift that's happening in me right now internally because i'm starting to view oh you didn't wake up early today so you robbed yourself of that special time that you have with yourself in the morning you know and and it, it's it's new for me to feel that way and there was one very interesting thing that he said in his book when we wake up in the morning and we say to ourselves oh, it's already morning i can't i don't want to get up i don't want to i just want to snuggle it's like you're saying no to life it's like you're saying no i'd rather sleep through all of it let me be, I'd rather sleep through all of it. And you know, like it made so much sense for me. <laughs> and with this new morning routine, eventually um, you become more and more aware of what that gifts to you. And you jump up in the morning ready, ready to live, ready to do that. And it gives you that extra time in your day because we're all busy, you know, we all have jobs and lives and something that we have to do. And um, so this is my most current actual physical tool that I'm implementing in this physical reality. Um, but from the, the more aligning with myself perspective it's definitely that bird's eye view and observing myself and asking all the time what lesson am i taking from this i would like to add up to this i don't know what's your opinion around mm -hmm. it but starting your day early in the morning it means also that the collective the collective energy is not quote unquote infected with all the energies of the people that yeah. are not awake in a spiritual way yeah. that so sense. that makes that energy that we harness we harvest more potent, more pure. Absolutely. Of course, 
after a while you can attract just that energy because you play with it for a while and you learn how it feels and what you have to do in order to get it and so on. But in the morning, well, when everyone is sleeping, the energy is more potent. Absolutely. That makes total sense. I didn't really look at it from that perspective, but you're right. You're right. It's still clear and pure and you are to yourself before you have these effects uh, from everywhere. Um, see, okay, this is why Albert has to be on this podcast with me all the time, because he always brings it this more spiritual, more higher self perspective. And I'm, I think I am really more <laughs> like very logical. I'm very connected and stuff, but I tend to think more in a logical way. And I love that perspective that you bring about the morning. There's actually um, several morning routines that I've tried out and I'm still I'm, um, combining some of them. And uh, one of um, really good authors that I also uh, listen to about that is Mel Robbins. And she has a morning routine that she talks about. And with her, she's a little bit more practical. She says, do not look at your phone first thing in the morning. Like it has to be in a different room in a way so your energy doesn't get affected now you're talking more about energy field and what we you know as empath for instance like i'm a very strong empath i pick up energy all the time and thankfully i learned how to deal with that now and how to separate that energy from myself but yeah it makes sense when the world is still kind of asleep around you you wake up and your energy is kind of all yours you know, you may be taking something from the night that you need to work through still and maybe write down some stuff about your dreams and stuff. And Mel was really talking about also like this digital world that's around us. And a lot of us, the first thing we do, we get up and we look at our phone and boom, you're right in there. Maybe there's a bad message or something like something that really can bring you down so this is about giving you on the energy field a good chance to first be you connect to yourself before you start on that day but also from 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 a practical perspective um, because part of that morning routine is about, for instance, um, writing your affirmations. And there's a three-step process for these affirmations, not just about what I am, but it's about committing to something, explaining to yourself why it's important, but also writing down the steps that you want to take to achieve that. I love this three-step process to affirmations. And you can see all of that in... in um, Paul's uh, book, Miracle Morning. It's uh, really great explained in there. And um, what that does, it it helps me when I, when I journal in the morning and I can write down my affirmation for the day or maybe the task I want to do for the day. It's more clear in my mind what's important to me and why. So you're becoming more aware and, and also more intentional about your day then you know there's a part where you do a short exercise to wake yourself up because you just got up you know you, your cells are still kind of sleepy and dreamy and you know and then you have to pump them up with some air so you start jumping and doing jumping jacks or you know whatever and um but also a moment of silence 
feeling where are you right now like you just woke up what's in one word what is the feeling that you have at the moment maybe you know being present with yourself is the first thing when you wake up where am i how do i feel sometimes we may have had a dream and we wake up all anxious right and we don't even know what the dream was maybe but you are all anxious so when you take that moment of silence and you ask yourself where am i at the moment how do i really feel right now you might realize oh shit, i really feel anxious and then you can journal about it for instance as a next step and say why do I feel anxious? Did I dream about something? Is it something that's coming up in my day? Do I need to think about that more? What is it? You know, so you're becoming more aware and more intentional about the day. So it definitely is an interesting concept. And like I said, I've tried different parts from different authors and different and um i really am enjoying this one because you can also adjust there's um six savers the word savers and it's silence affirmations visualization exercise and so on so it's it's a really um interesting concept that he came up with and i'm so excited uh, that i came across uh, him as an outdoor too and um, so that's a really great tool right now that I'm using on this part of my journey, you know, because I have a little time in the morning. I don't jump up and have to rush to work. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so I have time to create the life that I really want, you know, and, and, and that involves being a little disciplined because what happens when you always worked full time, you always had to get up early and rush to work. All of a sudden, you don't have to do that. And you're like, oh, I have time. What do I do now? You know, and it takes practice and conscious effort to get into a routine that doesn't just waste your time. You know, it's okay, I think, for a week or two if you just sleep in and allow yourself to be and all that. But eventually, you have to shake yourself off, dust yourself off and say, okay, I'm not going to waste my time. I want to do something with it, something productive that makes me feel fulfilled at the end of the day. The whole idea of a morning routine is to craft a day that when you go to bed at night, you say, I am so grateful because this day was just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And consciously, and then, consciously creating that. For This is a very good tool for people who, for who inviting change in their lives is not easy. Mm -hmm. Like, guys, even in the morning when you wake up and also before going to bed, just be grateful. Just start and be grateful for the day that's ahead of you, for you being allowed to open your eyes that day, because this life that we have and take for granted, it's very, very fragile. Absolutely. 
And for those of you who are not very into energy or esoteric thing, here's another spin on that, what, what Albert just said. Gratitude, we all hear about it all the time, is the best thing to create the life where you're truly happy. Because when you do feel grateful, you feel happy, right? It, it doesn't matter what's going on in your life. So when I went through my breakdown in 2015, I started going to a therapy and therapy was a good first step, I think, on my healing journey back then. Um, what I had a therapist who suggested to me a gratitude journal. And I was sharing that on my Instagram page when I first created that page. And it was about writing three things about your personal life that you're grateful for, or at least one thing. You had to write in total, I think, minimum of three things, but I always try to find three things in my personal life, three things in my work life, and three things about myself that I'm grateful about. And here's how he explained it in a logical way. He was a brain professor. He researched brain for a very long time in our university here and where I live. And he said, our brain throughout life through negative experiences tends, it wants to protect us. So it will start to notice the negative first as a, as a form of protection. This is negative, so I'm gonna protect you from that. So it starts to focus more and more on the negative as a form of protection. So he said, if you start writing this gratitude journal every evening, you can't skip and at least three things, one about personal life, one about work, and one about yourself. Three things, even if it's just a cup of tea, I just had the best cup of tea ever today. You know, if you can't find anything else, then at least that, or <laughs> the sun was shining, whatever. And then you write it down and every, every, um, week when I went to his sessions, he made me read through my journal. And what that did for me is I, my brain started to retrain itself to see the positive. So you, you, you consciously make your brain notice the positive more. So you have the ability with that tool to retrain your brain to see the positive first. And of course, being grateful on the more spiritual, you know, and law of attraction, if manifestation, and if, if that of uh, anything of that resonates with you, the more grateful you are, the more you attract things to be grateful for in your life. Yeah. 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 That was definitely, um, that was definitely a good one. It's a good tool, you know, and like I said, you can look at it from either perspective, wherever you are in life. If you're more logical, yeah. then look at it that you're training your brain. If you're more spiritual and you're all about manifesting, then look at it from the energy perspective. Both works. <laughs> it's amazing how we complete ourselves. I love the, the exchange of information and tools and energy, everything that's going on. <laughs> I know. That's Amazing. why. So for those of you who are listening today, you have to know, Albert and I have been talking about starting a podcast for since we met pretty much. <laughs> One year, no. <laughs> for about a year, yeah. For about a year. And um, 
my little problem that I have is I'm a little bit of a perfectionist. And I always think that I just need a little more time to make a little bit more perfect. And what if I run out of things to say and, and things like that. So um, I met um, another beautiful soul on Instagram this year. And um, I, I will have her on a podcast. We will have her on a podcast, Mari. I actually, um, she wrote a book, um, The Wisdom of the Willow Tree, and she sent it to me as a gift and I'm reading it at the moment. She has an incredible story to tell. So I can't wait to bring her on and talk about her book and about her story and the tools that she can share with us. And um, we connected uh, on a Zoom call and she said, here's the coach coming out and me we were talking about her book and I said, when I finally start the podcast, me and Albert, we will bring you on to talk about your experience because I think her story is so incredible and amazing. And she said, okay, here's the coach coming out and me set the date when you're going to start the podcast. And I set the date and it was not the 29th of January. It was a different date. On that date, I sat down and I wrote what I want to talk about in my first session. And I didn't record it <laughs> that day, but her voice in the back of my mind pushed me to, to, to this decision. And I said, I have to record it before the end of this year. That was my personal goal that I set for myself. So I was really excited when we were talking yesterday and we just spontaneously said, okay, let's do it. And um, yeah. I hope that if you're listening today that you find value and of course we would love to hear you know your opinion or whatever your comments you can contact me and albert both on our uh instagram pages which will link um in the description yeah, yeah that would be nice yeah and um so yeah i don't know do you want to add anything for today or did we cover pretty much? <laughs> I think we covered pretty much all of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I, I just want to say that I'm grateful for for this, and I'm so happy that we finally did it. Yes, me too. <laughs> me too. And and you know, we for for you guys uh, who are listening, Albert and I will get on the phone and we'll talk for like two hours. And every time we would finish talking, I'd be like, this would have been a great episode, you know? <laughs> and that was the same, the same yesterday. So it was time. And, you know, I believe that everything happens in divide timing. And today I went on my Instagram page and there is uh, someone who I follow and she does a lot of astrology and energy readings and stuff. And uh, she posted a thing today that today on the 29th of january starts the mercury retro uh, of december, december. that yeah. there's a mercury retrograde did it start today yeah. or was it january now i'm not yeah, sure yeah yeah it started today and it's today. in capricorn it's in capricorn and i am a gemini and mercury is like my main planet so generally speaking her warning was don't start anything new <laughs> <laughs> and decided that this wasn't new this was not new it was no. it was being burst for so long and today was just the final push of it <laughs> yeah i wanted 
at some point I wanted to to text you and mention it. Hey, do you believe it's okay? To <laughs> I wanted to as well. Retrograde, but then I I I, I thought nah, it doesn't well, work. I think so too. I think that um you know we we're all we're always guided and supported. And if this happened today and we I had such a blast like I always do with you, you know, I had such a blast um, and it was so easy and flowing and I really enjoyed it. And I hope our listeners do too. And, and I think everything always happens for a reason and we're here for a reason today. So everything yes. is perfect the way it is. <laughs> yes. You, you wrapped it up so well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. So if you liked what you heard today, more of it to come. We will bring uh, amazing people that we meet along the journey. That's our goal. Um, you know, we both work with energy and our goal is to guide and heal people. And, you know, this is a healing space for you. Healing through becoming who you are, through shedding old skin and releasing what needs to be released and just recognizing your past and understanding it and just um that's the whole point of here so we will bring people and share with you tools uh whatever we come across and if you like it subscribe and have a listen all right i'll talk to you guys soon bye